you know, lately I've been spending more and more of my free or shopping time in uh, box stores such as Menards or Lowe's. And it sort of coincides with my desire to kind of craft and shape my life 2.0 via actually upgrading my current living space so that in due time it can be turned over to someone else and I can actually flow into another dwelling that will be more fitted for me. But in the meantime, I'm gaining some valuable experience and insights that I am here to share with you guys. And uh, with these just recent experiences, it occurred to me that America is jam-packed with franchises. It is. And so I think we should talk about it because crafting your life 2.0 and franchises are not too far distant concepts when you think about it. So let's dive right in. How do you successfully launch yourself into your life 2.0 after you moved? It makes very little difference, honestly, if you moved countries, states, continents, cultures, or languages. After all, you're here with a clean slate, an opportunity to do something extraordinary. But how? When you need to play catch-up, or it feels like you need to play catch-up on life here, wherever the new here is. I'm Sonia, and I will be your idea whisperer. I have walked the trail ahead of you, my friends, for about 17 years when I moved from my home country of the Czech Republic to the United States. So I'm here to tell you that you can let your hair down here and chill as we tap into various ordinary and not so ordinary topics about launching your successful life here and how to make your move a successful one. So welcome to my almost daily podcast for your life 2.0. Welcome to Life Uprooted with Sonia. So hi there, I'm Sonia and welcome to my podcast. Like I said just here a minute ago, America is crawling with franchises. This world um, the U.S. world anyway, it is uh, something that is just in your face pretty much everywhere. Anything from Domino's, Subways, Jiffy Lube's, you name it. I remember first hearing about franchises when I was first year in college. And back then, to me, it was just a vague term that didn't really mean anything. And uh, it was even very well explained, so it remained kind of veiled and mysterious to me until I moved here back in 2002. And even then, I didn't quite grasp the term franchise until I started living here for a while. And then all of a sudden you start noticing them everywhere. You know, but when you look at college, at least my take on it is that colleges are not necessarily known for colorful, descriptive definitions of things. If anything, they often provide dry, um, emotion-free, 
kind of a description or definition that doesn't really leave much room for imagination. It's very uninspiring. So that would explain why I didn't really get much out of it, not to mention that back then in the Czech Republic, franchising wasn't quite as popular yet. At least where I lived, it wasn't. Maybe with the exception of McDonald's that was creeping in, but you know, people didn't quite use that term as much. So if you're like me and the, the term franchise is mysterious and new to you, I think we should talk about it because this is why. Because as you're crafting your life 2.0, in my opinion, if you want to craft your life to the fullest potential, to what is available to you, then you ought to be in a business for yourself. But that can be scary. And uh, not every business is created equal. Not every business idea or model would be fitting for you where you're at, with your skills, with your interests, with your financial means and all of it. So we should definitely look at franchises as one of the options, and this is why. You know, when you look at, say, um, you know, being employed, that's definitely, you know, a comfort zone and it's a place to start. Like I talked about it in one of my past episodes. However, it's also the most tax disadvantage position. It's the most inflexible. And I know with telecommuting and other, you know, freelance options nowadays, it definitely offers um, more variety in the term of employment. However, you're still an employee, you still have a boss, you still kind of are depending on their decision. And if, say, you need time off because you would like to go skydiving or you would like to work on this very cool project or you just want to renovate your bathroom and you want to paint your kitchen and dining room and hallway, you kind of have to work around your employment schedule. Whereas when you are working for yourself, hypothetically speaking, you would create that time and money freedom at some point that, uh, you know, maybe the money freedom not right away because that would be a pie in the sky. But you would create that flexibility, that window that will allow you to do these things, pursue these things, ideally without losing money. But like I said, not every business is offering you that flexibility and that luxury. And um, some businesses, quite frankly, are just glamorized and glorified jobs. You just happen to own them. So when you look at franchises, as opposed to being employee and as opposed to creating a business from scratch are somewhere like a middle of the road. Because on one side, if you imagine being an employee, it has all the tax disadvantages and the least amount of freedom, technically speaking. On the other end of the spectrum, you would have a from scratch created business that you pour a lot of your creative juices, time, talents, 
efforts, money, energy, everything. And that can be super exhausting, super time consuming, super um, draining at some point, and definitely far away from time freedom. So at some point, you're like, why am I even doing this, right? But if you are looking at creating an income stream that is different, that generates you more than your job ever could because you're limited by your pay grade, right? So if you're hired at, say, $30,000 a year, you just, there's no way that even if you were outperforming everybody at your company, that you would all of a sudden earn $50,000 a year without climbing the ladder and just doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you probably have, if you're lucky, paid sick days and paid vacation, holidays or whatever, but none with every company. And yeah, so you definitely hit limitations when it comes to income. Uh, when you own your business, technically sky is the limit because you, you can earn as much you um, are skilled and positioned and whatever um, else. And when you look at franchises, that's owning a business too. However, let's look at the upside and the downside of owning a franchise as something that is not, you know, requiring all your everything. It has a little bit more of a structured mm, framed kind of a thing. So you have actually a better idea what to expect and how to prepare for it, et cetera, et cetera. So shall we talk about it? Let's do, let's do talk about that. And when I say franchise, I mentioned initially a few of them. Uh, maybe you, I'm pretty sure you have seen, if you live in the States, you have seen many of these yourself. I mentioned McDonald's, Burger King, Subway, Jiffy Lube, Jimmy John's, Taco John, Taco Bell, um, Massage Envy, and many, many, or even like, um, what's that place? Uh, oh, Hair Clips? Great Clips, Great Clips. Yep, I actually, can you believe it? I actually interviewed for a job position with them many years ago. And I didn't even realize that they're a franchise. I should have realized that. But, you know, that's how um, inobservant I was at that time until I started learning more little by little. So chances are excellent that you have heard of these franchises. And that's actually one of the upsides that they actually offer something that is known. They, um, they uh, have this brand recognition that if you start a business from scratch you don't have so if if i mention any of these businesses you're like oh yeah yeah yeah, i heard i heard of them so that's a big plus another plus is that they offer the know-how sort of the blueprint for success so you are required to follow it if you want to be successful so you do want to follow it and if you want to make profit of course so you need to kind of like do as they say, because that's what make, makes franchise a franchise. That all of them, if you go to McDonald's, they pre, you expect the same menu, you expect the same kind of a service, uh, the same way of ordering. 
the food items will look the same, will taste the same. If you go to any massage envy place, it will be very similar process as well. So it offers customers the familiarity, the familiar feel, let's say. So you don't have to second guess and it's not like a surprise to you. Or if anything, it's the positive surprise. Uh, another positive thing is that they're turnkey. They pretty much boxed it up for you. It's packaged. So if you decide that, you know what, I would truly, truly love to own one of these Jiffy Lubes. You know, so you go to the franchise's website, you just look up what do you need to do. They have a list of things they require for any potential owners. They go through some sort of a screening process. They require you to pay a fee, but they have it all packaged. And that's that's the advantage because you don't have to all of a sudden figure out what your logo will be like. You know, all these things that you don't necessarily think about until they start adding up. So when you start business from scratch, you have all these expenses and costs that you don't even foresee. Is uh, if you're, especially if you're not an experienced business uh, savvy person, you just kind of start with an idea, and all of a sudden you go, "Oh, I need that, and I need that," and that pretty soon you don't even know what you really need and what you don't need because you're drowning in information overload, and you may lose your ability to distinguish between the essential and non-essential. Whereas with franchises, they pretty much tell you, this is what you need, this is what you need to do, this is how you will do it. So that kind of eases you into the world of a business, sort of. So another thing that is cool is that they provide all the training. So again, you don't need to go back to school and do all these things earn all the degrees, pay extra money for this and that in hopes that it will be enough to get you set up for what you want to do. So franchises provide training. So again, they ensure the uniform feel and the same or very similar experience to customers no matter where they go. So that's that's the goal. And that's the comfort kind of like a sort of like a boundary or limitation for you within which you aim to stay. And that can be really cool, especially if you've never run a business before. What's the downside, you guys? The downside can be the cost. You know, I mentioned that you need to go to training. You need to kind of like pay them a fee. So it's not just a franchise one-time upfront fee. But every year, you would be required to to give portion of your, your I don't know if it's a profit or if it's, you know, gross um, income back to your or gross earnings back uh, to the franchise company the, uh, that sold you the franchise. And that can be, you know, a little bit unsettling. But you need to understand that it's in exchange for all the know-how and all the things that you do on the back end for you. So there's a trade-off there. But, you know, there's a cost. And it can be anywhere from several um, thousands or, say, tens of thousands of dollars to, you know, upwards millions. It can be, you know, 2.8 millions. I think I saw somewhere for Burger King and McDonald's is not really much cheaper. So it really varies depending on where you live and 
um, you know, how much capital do you have ready to plunk into a franchise? So that could be actually um, limiting for you and it might be preventing you from entering the world of franchises because you quite frankly don't have the money. Another downside is your overhead. You know, you need to have an overhead that's required and that's anything from renting a space, hiring people to be your employees, managing those employees, um, stocking up products, supplies, and whatever you might need to have on hand. Then, of course, you need to pay for advertising. You need to pay the franchising fee, like I said. But all kinds of other monthly or annual fees that you need to account for. So that would be that would be your overhead you need to you know keep in mind. But again, that overhead is somewhat at least estimated for you. So the franchise company runs some sort of a statistic for you. So you have an idea. You have actually some measurable data you can um, play with to have an idea how to plan, what to expect, et cetera, et cetera. So while it's bad, it's also good. So you have to work on both sides. But definitely, you know, you need to plan for that. So having that overhead and it's required. So even though, and that's another downside, you might want to be creative and you want to deviate. You cannot deviate. That's the thing. And that's the requirement of a franchise that you will keep it the same. So even if you have some sort of a local cool thing you would like to do, if the franchise disapprove of that, you're out of luck. And you cannot get more creative to save costs because you need to buy maybe from a bigger supplier instead of supporting local people you know that might be that um another downside is that it can be pretty stressful because you need to keep up uh you have some sort of metrics to follow and what do you end up with is sometimes instead of um being an employee and having having a job you all of a sudden bought your own job you know, you're owning your job. So yeah, you're a business owner, but you're working your job, your buns off, you're working super hard, because you want to recoup that invested money, and you want to do it fast. So you're working way more than you would as an employee. But that's kind of with any business that's expected, especially initially. So you guys, I don't want to be the devil's advocate. And tried to talk you out of a business, especially if I just told you that I do believe that in order to pursue that upgrade, that life 2.0 of our dream, or maybe 3.0, you want to consider owning a business or creating a business. I'm just kind of kicking around different idea. And my point is actually to get your mind kind of starting to stretch and being used to thinking outside the box because where you came from you may have not had the opportunity the flexibility the luxury of even thinking about starting a job whereas if you relocated to the u.s all of a sudden the sky is the limit and the barrier of entry is relatively low depending on what kind of a business you consider etc etc but i just want to challenge you in your thinking not to stay small and live small and play small because you bring a lot of 
different cool things to the table and it would be a shame just to bury your talent and and all your cool things that you brought from elsewhere that diversity and that unique perspective that comes with you so do not get used to thinking small start expanding your dreamy potential i can tell you honestly that when i moved here i when i first started a business and people would talk about your dreams and i felt stuck you guys i didn't feel like i could even dream up anything because i was like dudes i don't even know what it feels like to dream anymore because i quit dreaming at some point that sounds really scary honestly and sad because you're like what sonia you cannot even dream and you don't know what your dreams would look like what about a new car but to me dreams are bigger and for some of you having a cool mustang or whatever uh corvette maybe or um maybe uh, i don't know whatever whatever you consider a cool car that would be like one of those dreams it's not for me but just being able to start drinking uh, not drinking sorry start dreaming and start kind of unfolding my mind and and making it pliable again and say you know what if and play that game with yourself what would i do if i didn't have to wake up tomorrow to go to work at 7 or what would i do with my time if dot 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 what if what would i do if money time and space were no um limitation uh, you know things like that so if you are not used to that i would just invite you to start flexing that mind muscle and start playing play this game with yourself maybe when before you go to bed or when you're waking up or when you have maybe when you're driving to work or whatever you do walking the dog think about these things and start asking yourself those questions and start thinking what could i do with my potential what could i create how could i make my life count and make it really truly my 2.0 or 3.0 life that i would enjoy living that i would have so much fun living that i couldn't even imagine that any time before that so that's just something to think about in terms of franchises and kind of get you looking around and maybe start looking around and see what kind of franchises you have around where you live you can even like start talking to the people who own them and ask them you know what was it like to begin and start kind of playing these interview games so that you can make a picture for yourself and put together this puzzle of what's available what's possible and what your life can look like down the road All right, you guys. I am done for tonight. Thank you for taking a listen, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Maybe I think I should talk to you tomorrow, and we can talk about. I started talking about creating a business from scratch. So yeah, let's talk about creating a business from scratch because I have an experience with that too. Not an easy one. So with that, have a great rest of your day, and let's tune back tomorrow.